Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Parker Christensen, two fists in the air as Golden Plains defeats the one seed and sixth ranked Wheatland Grinnell Lady Thunderhawks. To the pros. Runs the option left side. Russell's got his hole. 10, 5, touchdown Denver. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Good snap back from Ryder to Bushell. Now protection breaks down. Bushell slings it late. Diving catch made. Touchdown! Kansas City! Kakoa Crawford! The rookie Nolan Jones trying to bring Ryan McMahon home. He hits it up the middle into center field for a base hit. McMahon scores. The Rockies lead it 5-4. to four. They hand it off range straight ahead and into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. That is Jaleel McLaughlin. And we know he likes to bunt in a situation like this. There it is. He gets it down. And the Royals win it. Welcome back inside the Morning Blitz, everybody. Happy Tuesday morning to you. August the 15th, already halfway through this month. But glad you're with us here on the Morning Blitz. Broadcasting on 1025 UROC, the Rockingham app, as well as nwksradio.net. No matter which way you're listening, thank you so much for doing so on this Tuesday morning. Today's program, we will continue our uh, area previews of some high school football teams, and we'll be welcoming into the show uh, Kyle Gefeller, head coach at Wallace County High School. We had a very nice glowing review from uh, St. Francis head coach Grant Wiggers yesterday talking about the Wallace County football program and where they're headed underneath Gefeller, and so we'll touch on that, that with him coming up here at the bottom of the hour. So if you're a Wallace County Wildcat fan, you want to stick around for the bottom of the hour, we'll visit with Kyle Gefeller on today's program, continuing our preview of our uh, area teams and getting you sent for the football season, which once again gets going here uh, two weeks from Friday. Uh, we'll get things going uh, with practice, of course, starting yesterday and rolling through this week and into next week and then game week the following starting the 28th of August. But uh, we'll have that today. We'll have a chance to win from the Kansas Lottery. Just have a few more tickets to give away uh, from the Kansas Lottery. If you want to be a winner of that, be listening for that coming up here in a little bit, too. So we have that going on. Uh, we'll get to a funny story in the walk-off with the, that has to deal with losing in your fantasy football league. I find it to be pretty funny. And uh, we'll touch more on the Rockies and Rails, who are both winners uh, last night in come-from-behind fashion. Something we haven't said very much. I think it's the first time we've said that all year. Uh, but we haven't said it much uh, about the Royals and the Rockies on the same day. So we'll get to that coming up in the program as well. But I want to start off the show talking uh, two topics. So I said we would touch on the Chiefs and the Broncos. We didn't get much time yesterday to talk about them and, and you know, what was what was thoughts on their first preseason games. Uh, we'll get to that coming up here in just a little bit. We'll get some thoughts, some thoughts I had from uh, kind of seeing, watching some of those games off and on, seeing some highlights as well, reading some good information. I didn't watch all of them in their entirety. It's the preseason. Um, but uh, I did watch a, a decent amount of the Chiefs game and some of the Broncos game as well. So we'll, we'll get, I'll get you my thoughts on that as well. And if you want to chime in your thoughts on that, as well as anything throughout the show, please uh, give us a call or text at 785 899 
1-800-522-4522. But I want to start off the program today talking my favorite subject, of course, college football. And yesterday, the AP poll released its AP Top 25 uh, yesterday as that came out. And, uh, you know, looking at the AP poll, of course, you're going to see a lot of the big names at the top. Georgia, number one. Michigan, number two, which I think that's the right. And those guys received a majority of the of the first place vote. So Ohio State was number three. They got one first place vote. Alabama, number four. Uh, which is probably the lowest they've been in some time when it comes to that. Then LSU, USC at 6, Penn State 7, Florida State 8, Clemson 9, and Washington. The Huskies coming in at number 10. That's your top 10 in the AP poll. If you're wondering, where does Kansas State come in on all this after winning themselves a Big 12 title a year ago and being ranked as high as 14th at one point in time in the season, the Wildcats find themselves at number 16 this season, which I think is a good spot. You know, they're behind Oregon, Utah, Notre Dame, Tennessee. Those are a few of the teams above them. They're ahead of a team that played for the national title last year, TCU, which has got a lot of question marks because they lost a lot of pieces. Uh, Oregon State, Wisconsin, and Oklahoma they're ahead of those teams as Kansas State, but they're right smack in the middle, really, of the AP Top 25. And I, I, once again, I think it's a good spot for them. There are, and this is the best thing about, it, is that the AP and the ESPN kind of did this deal where they said what we're going to learn in September about each team going forward. And I thought that was interesting. And and the, this is what ESPN wrote about what they uh, what they hope to learn about Kansas State in the month of September. First. Does this offense still have playmakers? And I, I think that's it, it's got to be the biggest question going forward. You lost Deuce Vaughn, who was a All-American and is having success at the pro level, as we discussed yesterday. Gone is Malik Knowles as well. He had over 700 yards receiving last year, 15 per catch. Uh, gone is Cade Warner, um, who, you know, Got to be semi-reliable towards the very end of his career after some tough moments early on. So they lost those guys. But do they have the playmakers uh, that are going get to get ins at the running back spot? Is he going to fill that role? Maybe. Um, Trashawn Ward, maybe he's going to be the guy that, that's that big playmaker out of the backfield. We'll see. Uh, they got in uh, Caden Johnson, the transfer wide receiver from Iowa. Is he going to be a playmaker? Um is it R.J. Garcia? I think it's his name. The other wide receiver that they have there for, for Kansas State. Is he going to step up? They, they, they've got to find more playmakers to fill the holes that were left by some pretty good ones, and particularly Deuce Vaughn. And I just don't think they're going to replace Deuce Vaughn. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have success. I think instead of Deuce Vaughn being the one that can go between the tackles, get the tough yards, and on top of that make the plays out of the backfield, catching the ball, that might be more of a split deal. That might be more of where Ward comes in for the passing downs, can get out in the out, or can catch the ball and can run and get in to be more of the guy that runs between the tackles. Not saying that neither of those guys can do the opposite job, but I think those guys, I think that's maybe how they might be used a little bit more. The big part for Kansas State is they have Will Howard back, and even more importantly, they bring back the Big 12's most proven offensive line. That, to me, is the biggest thing. So I think what we're going to learn about Kansas State in September is the fact that there are different playmakers in the backfield and out wide on the perimeter. 
But they have it where it matters most, in the trenches. They still have everybody back on that really good offensive line. Including, of course, their best offensive lineman, Cooper Beebe, who could more than likely be a first-round NFL draft pick in the next draft in 2024. So, And they have the quarterback back in Will Howard, who is a very good facilitator. I don't want to say he's he's not a playmaker like maybe Adrian Martinez was last year, but he is reliable, and he gets the ball in the hands of the playmaker, and then it's up to the playmakers to make plays. Because I think they're going to have room to run. I really do. They're going to have room to do this. They're going to have room to, you know, be to run between the tackles outside wide. They're going to have room to do that. Do the wide receivers make the catches when they're open? Do do the playmakers make the plays when they're given the opportunities? That's the biggest thing. And I don't see why you wouldn't. When you have two of the always biggest question marks when it comes to uh, you know, uh, putting together a football team. The biggest one, of course, are we big enough up front? Are we physical enough up front? Are we strong enough up front? Yes. Kansas State checks that box. Do we have experience at the most important spot and some people consider in sports, the quarterback position? Yes. A guy that helped lead a team to a Big 12 title last year. You have that. Playmakers are ones that you can fill in. You can find good athletes and you can find guys Rarely do you go the entire year without being able to really define a good playmaker at, at any spot. If you have good blocking up front and they make it easy, the playmakers can make plays. So I think we'll learn offensively that they're going to be fine. Of course, Austin Moore, Daniel Green are back in the linebacker duo. They do have a lot of question marks in the secondary. They'll have to figure that out. But honestly, if you're and, and they're, they've got a few holes to replace up front, but but not terrible. And honestly. Games are won in the front seven. Defensive line, linebackers. And if you're solid there, which then Kansas State is, I'm not going to say they're great. I'm going to say they're solid there. And Kansas State is solid in those spots. They're going to be just fine. So they've got good linebackers, solid defensive line, question marks in the secondary, but that's all right. I think they will They will get that figured out. So, I, like I said, I've, I, I like Kansas State's chances. The schedule... As you know, the, in September they've got some interesting ones. You know, they've got a trip to Missouri, which I don't know what to make of Missouri. I don't. I, I don't consider that game to be one that I'd be super scared of. So I don't think you know. I don't think Missouri's got a phenomenal quarterback. I don't think they have a lot of great weapons. I just I don't think they have much. K State took care of them last year. Don't know why the Wildcats can't do it on the road this year. That that's just my gut feeling. Could be wrong, and it's I get it's the first road game of the year, I believe. I think they have SEMO, and then they've got Missouri. I know Troy's in there as well. UCF will be UCF will be an interesting game. UCF's going to try and score a ton of points. Can your defense hold up for the amount of snaps that UCF is going to try and put out there? And the thing that will help the most is K-State's plot-along offense. Slow, methodical, four yards, five yards, get up, let's do it again, chew the clock, shorten the game. Limit the amount of offensive opportunities UCF has. That'll be big there. Troy's a good program. They've knocked off, you know, Power 5 schools before. As long as you're, you know, that's, that could be maybe the trickiest game because sometimes Kansas State gets caught looking ahead to other games, and that could be one that could catch up and sneak up and get them. But I, I think we'll learn in September that Kansas State is just fine. 
I think Kansas State is going to have a somewhat similar year to what they had last year. I don't know if they're going to be playing for a Big 12 title. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on them. I know they have put that pressure on themselves. I don't know if they'll be playing for a Big 12 title this year. But I think they could have a similar type year again. Another very solid year because they have it where it matters most in the trenches, offensively and defensively with that front seven. They have a good quarterback that has been experienced, that has experienced the ringer of a Power 5 conference with his teammates. And, you know, they've got to find some new weapons. But after maybe a game or two where that's a little, maybe just working the kinks out a little bit, they'll be fine. So just some thoughts there on Kansas State football. Is they were ranked inside the AP Top 25, which came out uh, yesterday. Uh, some other Big 12 teams that made we talked about TCU coming in there. Uh, Texas at number 11, the highest ranked uh, Big 12 team. TCU at number 17. Oklahoma at number 20. Uh, those are your Big 12 teams. Texas Tech was in the receiving votes category and would have been ranked like 26. They received the most votes. They're, they're going to be a really good team this year. I think they're going to be really solid. Uh, and then Kansas was, was did not really have much going for them in the top 25, which I was kind of surprised a little bit. Figured they'd have more votes receiving in the top 25. They didn't get that, but so be it. Uh, I think Kansas will have another solid year this year. Once again, the schedule hurts them this year. A, very, a much more tougher schedule, it looks like, for KU. All right, before we get to a break, I wanted to touch a little bit more on the NFL and touch on Broncos and Chiefs a little bit. And here's the biggest takeaway that I can always say when it comes to uh, the NFL preseason, or when I come to preseason games, is that it is the preseason. It's hard to take... It's hard to take a, a look at everything and say, well, that's judging by what I saw in this game, this was what it means for the season. Hard to do that, especially when you're a repeat Super Bowl champion or a team that is competing for Super Bowls year in and year out like the Chiefs have been for the last handful of years. Because you're not going to see a bunch from your star players. Um, and so there were a few spots, you know, talking about the Chiefs that, that I wanted to see. You know, one thing was wide receivers. What are they going to do at wide receiver? Because there's a lot of guys that you could say are somewhat no name in that wide receiver group. But they had some really good guys step up, make some nice plays, and especially Justin Ross, who, as people have said before, and I would agree, was a great wide receiver at Clemson, got injured, had a lot of injury issues. If he could get back to being healthy, he could be a heck of a pickup for the Chiefs and, and one of those brown bags or open box specials, as Dan Lucero would love to call them. And so I, uh, that could be a great pickup. That's a, not a great pickup. That would have been a great pickup for them a few years ago. And if he can get healthy, it would be a big piece for them going forward. But I think they showed that they had better depth at the wide receiver spot than maybe what we thought. And maybe just in playmaker spots as a whole, good depth at the running back spot. Will they be able to run the ball consistently, though? That's the question. It's, once again, does it really matter? Because you have Patrick Mahomes, and, and he's going to run for some yards, but he's going to be the, 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 the instigator and make the offense go by passing it. So, But if they'd be able to run the ball a little bit more consistently, consistently I think that'd be big. Um, I thought they had really good backup quarterback play. I, I thought that was what was probably most impressive. Shane Bouchelle looked really good. I mean, Bouchelle was... I mean, he was sharp. 11 of 18, 155 yards, two touchdowns. Did have a pick, but I thought he looked good. Blaine Gabbert was 4 of 8. Chris Oladokun, who I doubt makes the roster, but, you know, showed some good abilities to run. So, 
you know, I don't. It, it, it doesn't really matter because honestly, the Chiefs' season changes if Patrick Mahomes goes down with a season-ending injury. I mean, that changes everything. But I think they they have a nice backup quarterback uh, and and good backup quarterback depth. So I would say that's one thing that stood out to me was they have good depth on the offensive side and defense and defense side. Pretty good stuff like that. Uh, and, and and one thing that stood out, of course, big was the lackadaisical start. But <laughs> I. I I don't know what you can make of that. I mean, it's the first preseason game. You're coming off a Super Bowl championship. I mean, it's it's hard to get going on week one. You know, we'll we'll learn more of the next couple of preseason games, but we're not going to learn a ton. But they le- they looked kind of uninterested, kind of a lackadaisical start for the Chiefs. But once again, I don't think you can put much into that one. You can take away the fact that they have looks they have solid depth. Uh, got some good backup quarterback play just in case. And been able to, you know, will they be able to run the ball consistently enough going forward? We'll see. We'll see. As for the Broncos, what's some of their biggest takeaways from the first preseason game in their one-point loss to the uh, Cardinals? What Probably the biggest takeaway was the O-line still looks questionable. After all that money that they spent on it, and they spent big money bringing in guys like McGinchy and others on that offensive line, it, it 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 doesn't look like it. Once again, I, I think that's kind of a continuity thing. Kind of a continuity thing. So give it some time. I think that might be better, but the O line needs to get a little bit better about protection. That'd be my opinion. So I, I think they, they need to get a little bit better on the offensive line. And I think they they will do that as time progresses on. That that's my opinion. That that will get better as time. They get more time spending together. But the line didn't look great uh, initially. They had bad kicking game, and I hate to say it about my boy Brett Maher, um, but the but kicking game did not look very good. But I, I don't think a lot of kickers in the preseason looked great personally. I think they looked okay. You know, you're still kind of getting the rust off, getting into your groove. So, kicking game did not look good, though, for the Broncos, and you got to get that figured out here over the next couple of weeks. That's big. But but as a positive, you know, I'm talking a lot of negative there, as a positive for the Broncos, you know, I thought Russell Wilson looked, looked, looked a little bit better. Looked a little bit more decisive in the pocket, um, which that was a good positive thing. Sean Payton still wasn't happy. He wants more pace, uh, more tempo, better tempo in the offense. I don't think that means... You know, more plays and stuff like that, like we talk about in college football, but just the way the offense clicks and runs. I mean, he had a tactician in that when he was with the Saints and Drew Brees. He was clinical. And Russell Wilson's got to learn that, and I think Russell can. Um, but I thought Russell looked pretty good in, in, his, in, a, in, a, in his first preseason game underneath Sean Payton. I thought he looked fine. Let's go to the text line. Our great listener and Bronco fan, Michael, texts in. He goes, Broncos will be fine. McClinchy got his legs rolled up from behind in practice. He'll be back for game one. Bulls broke that ankle last season. Seems like he's favoring it, not wanting to put weight on it. Hasn't practiced too much. He'll be good to go. Coach Payton is a huge difference. It's going to be nice. Go Broncos, says listener Michael on our text line, 785-899-2222. No, I think I think the Broncos do take a step in the right direction this year. I know there's some people out there that say, "Oh, they're a Super Bowl dark horse" or something like that. I don't. That that might be a little bit much, but I, I don't know how they couldn't really take a step forward unless they have horrible injuries again. I don't see why they couldn't take a step forward after what happened last year. It was bad. It was really bad. 
And, I, and once again, the, the, the biggest thing to me, and I don't know if this is going to happen because Sean Payton is, is different, but the biggest thing to me, and by different I mean it's different than what other coaches have done in the past, but the biggest thing to me for Russell Wilson, he needs to have the quarterback needs to have success. That's Russell Wilson. And if Russell Wilson is going to have success, he needs to have a pretty good run game. And so if they can get the offensive line to gel, and if they can get you know, Javante Williams, whoever else they want to throw in that backfield, going at a consistent rate, meaning they're rushing for close to 100 yards a game, if not more. I'd say if they're rushing for over 100 yards a game at least. If they're doing that, that is going to put Russell Wilson in a great spot because teams, once again, are going to have to suck themselves in, try and stop that run game. That leads to play-action passing, which Russell Wilson was so good at uh, in Seattle. That is what I think they want to do. I don't know if, if Sean Payton is going to do that to the same level. I mean, he's, I think, a little bit more pass-based. But I think, once again, getting a consistent going run game will help the Broncos monumentally because last year they did not have it. Combination of offensive line, no Javante Williams due to injury. Huge pieces why there was so much struggles last year. If they can reverse that, get some help on the offensive line, which they did, can they get a good push up front, get some running, they're going to have success. That's my thought when it comes to the Broncos. Once again, just a few minor takeaways from the preseason uh, games uh, this past weekend. It's hard to take away too much. You can take away a little bit, but uh, just some thoughts there from the Broncos and the Chiefs. All right, we're right at the bottom of the hour. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll shift over to high school football. We'll talk a little Wallace County Wildcat football and head coach Kyle Gefeller. He'll join us next here on the Morning Blitz. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing, gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking. Skechers' new Massage Fit Sneakers. Because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. It's time for a check of the markets with the Anderson Trade Group on the Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio Network. Good morning, this is Paige Chapman at the Andersons with your morning grain report on Tuesday, August 15th. In the overnight market, September corn is down two three quarters at 473. December down three at 484 and three quarters, and March down three at 498 and a half. September soybeans are down 15 and three quarters at 1337 and a quarter. November down five and a quarter at 1320 three quarters, and January down four and a quarter at 1330 and a half. September Kansas City wheat is down three at 747 and a half. December down three and three quarters at 755 and a half, and March down one and a quarter at 763 and a quarter. Dow Jones is down 279 points at 35,092. S&P down 30 points at 4,470. 
NASDAQ down 87 at 15,182. Gold is down $9 at $1,935.10. Cents. Silver is down 19 cents at 2251. And crude oil is down $1.19 at 81.32. If you have any risk management questions or grain you would like to market in the Colorado area, you can reach John Hankey or Joseph Koning at 970-744-4484. Or in the Overland Park office, you can reach myself, Paige Chapman, Tom Saluto, or Tyler Ghosh at 913-748-3000. The Anderson Trade Group, proud market partners with Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio. Find out more at andersongrain.com. The risk of loss through trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance, whether actual or indicated, is not indicative of future results. The Anderson Trade Group has no guarantee that the advice given will result in profitable trades. It's always growing season. It's time to grow your profitability with fall sales deals on Zimatic Irrigation Systems. For a limited time, get 24 months no payments. That's two years deferred payment on fall delivery of a new Zimatic Pivot. Hurry, your Zimatic Pivot will last for generations, but this deal won't last long. Talk to your local dealer about more offers and incentives today or go to lindsay.com forward slash let's go to claim your offer. It's always growing season. Let's go. Child care providers are helpers, protectors, and professionals. They're devoted and hardworking and critical to many families' success. Our communities rely on child care professionals to nurture our children, to allow parents to return to work, and to keep our economy strong. They take care of all of us. Now it's our turn to return the favor. Let's give child care providers the resources they need to keep going. Together, let's strengthen child care in Kansas. Get involved at childcareinkansas.com. This is Jared Stanford, head men's basketball coach at Colby Community College. I'd like to invite you out to the Trojans Men's Golf Tournament on August 18th. It will be at Meadow Lake Golf Course. The four-man scramble will be $300 per team. It is the 25th annual golf tournament, so please come out and meet the new guys after the round. We'll have the team out for a meet and greet. And please come out to Meadow Lake Golf Course and support the Trojans. You can register online through our Facebook account, and you can also find us on our website. Midwest Energy begins charging demand rates for residential customers on January 1st, 2024. In August, Midwest is sending all residential customers a mailer explaining demand rates. Participate in the Summer Demand Challenge and you'll learn how appliance use impacts demand and be entered to win one of 50 $50 Visa gift cards. Learn more about demand rates at MWEnergy.com under the Residential tab. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. If you're shopping for a banking institution, Visit with Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, and Quinter, Kansas. The Equity Bank is heavily invested in local business and activities contributing in many ways back to their community. Their employees are involved with many organizations and area events. Plus, a lot of experience comes with that staff. You'll find valuable local assistance when you bank at the Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, Quinter, and other locations in western Kansas. The Equity Bank. Member FDIC. It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Seven thirty-six Mountain, 836 in the Central Time Zone here on a Tuesday, August the 15th. Beautiful evening last night weather-wise. We got outside, gorgeous evening. 87 degrees expected the high today. Warmer temperatures coming up here later on this week. 
Uh, so be ready for that. And I'm sure uh, Kyle Gefeller is ready for those warmer temperatures as uh, he gets into, of course, uh, fall sports practice. Second-year head coach for the Wallace County football team uh, joins us now. Good morning, Kyle. How was the summer? The summer was great. Also, good morning to you. Um, you know, it's always kind of a question how many kids you're going to get with all the farming going on stuff, but uh, we had a really good turnout this summer. Yeah, I mean, let's let's go right into that. You you talk about the the weight room and stuff, uh, and I know that's always been a humongous part of of great Wallace County Wildcat athletics has been the weight room. Uh, and so, how was the weight room turnout? How much gains were made this year? Um, for the most part, a lot of the kids put on close to five to ten pounds, which is awesome. Um, but just the attendance and everyone being around each other was was the biggest part. Kyle, when you look back at last season, you know, your first year, you, you lead them to a, a seven-win year. I mean, that was a heck of a first season. And I know kind of going into it, you were going to be somewhat of a younger team. You didn't have a lot of seniors. Uh, you had a great senior in Kay Johnson, but yeah. you, you didn't have a lot of seniors. When you look back at last year, what stood out to you about that really good 2023 season? Oh, just uh great attitude um you know we fell short last year and that kind of left a a mark on a lot of those upcoming seniors and it just drove them and and they were the ones going out and yanking the younger kids out of out of the bed in the mornings and getting them to wait so just the drive you mentioned it being a a disappointing season i mean what is a successful season in your mind for me, that was successful. For them, they were disappointed. They wanted another one. So, um, for me, just I think these guys really, really, really want to make it to Substate, and uh, they put their mind to it, and uh, they got after it this summer, and that was their goal their entire summer, just Substate. Can you tell me about the defense last year? What what made it so good? Uh, I know your dad helped out with that some, yeah. but uh, you know the defense last year so good. I mean, minus a, a couple of games where, where you gave up over thirty points, you had a majority of games that were either one score or shutouts. Why was the defense so good a year ago? Um, you know, and uh, like you said, kind of credit to my dad. Um, but our defense basically is, you know, we're not the strongest. We're not the biggest, but we're pretty fast, and you know we're gonna we're gonna be sending them. And they just are scrappy, 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 scrappy. We we mentioned that last year, of course, you had Kay Johnson, and and he's gone. And you much you talk about, of course, the kids that are they're getting the younger kids out of bed. I mean, when you look at this year, and you looks to leadership and 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 maybe the depth of leadership, how much better is it? Um. You cannot replace Kay Johnson, and I just hope um, whoever steps up into that position understands that as well, and just just runs with their own their own way. If that makes sense, but um, no, I got eight returning seniors that either started on offense or defense, and they all have stepped up in a big big way. When the season was done, and maybe when you had about a month or two to kind of digest it all, what were some of the things that, that you learned in your first year as a coach that you hope to apply here in year number two? Patience. Um, 
you know, I got pretty upset, you know, after that dying game. And, um, after that, I just took a little bit and just realized, you know, they are still kids still learning a brand new system, um, offense and defensively, and just got to just work with them. Just go back to the basics and get everything rolling. I mean, it's got to be interesting because you know you're a, you're still a young guy yourself, and so your learning is just about as much about yourself as they're probably learning about you when it comes to coaching and, and playing football. Yeah, and uh, that's been huge. And the kids have been so supportive as as far as that pr- uh, process goes. Um, I'm really close with the senior class coming up. Um, they were actually the freshmen when I started teaching and coaching here at Sharon as an assistant, and so we've we've been really tight for so long, and it's it's been fun. Kyle Gefeller is our guest, head coach of the Wallace County football team. His team went seven and four last year, got beat out by Dighton, though it made it all the way to November. And I mean, I know you were disappointed after the after that Dighton game, as you mentioned. But I mean, when you look back, I mean that was a, a for what you had. You know, coming back and, and and the previous few years of Wallace County football, I mean, that was a, a massive leap forward in just year one. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a ton of fun. Um, and we lucked out and had all home games during the postseason. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast. And it just – I think it gave the kids a little bit of taste of, of what could be. And they took it and ran with it. And like I said, we had a really good summer. Back to the summer, you mentioned the weight room, of course, how good it was. Did you guys get together, work on football activities some? Did you go to a camp? What was what did you guys do outside the weight room to get ready for this upcoming season? Um, up until the cutoff where I could only have five kids, we were out there after every after every weight session installing uh, new formations, new plays, stuff like that. So, yeah, we worked football almost every every day after weights until that cutoff came. I got to ask, how much tweaking did you do, you know, like your time on installing new formations? I mean, how much tweaking do you feel like you were like, you know what, after this first year, I like this better. How much tweaking did you do? Not a whole lot, but just um, a couple of little things. You know, um, our offensive line is the biggest in the world, but we have some speed. So we, we added a couple couple plays for that. You know, use our speed, not our size. You mentioned speed. You were talking about um, – actually, I was visiting with Grant Wiggers yesterday, head coach at St. Francis, and, you know, your guys' track and field program showed up really good this past spring. I mean, that's that's a good sign for your football team here in the fall, isn't it? Yes. Um, the, the track and field did really well this year, especially on the boys' side, and it, it, it's showing. Um so we're gonna we're gonna use our speed to our advantage. When you, Kyle Gefeller, our guest here on the Morning Blitz, head coach of Wallace County football, you, you mentioned the speed, and, and it's such a different game from eleven man to eight man, yeah. especially when it comes to the speed. You know, and I remember, and I've seen it all different ways. I remember watching, you know, you guys line up in the I formation, and other teams like to spread it all out and use that speed. I mean, are you kind of in the middle where you like to use a combination of both, or do you kind of stick to your guns from what you grew up playing with? We're, we're going to be a multiple offense. Um, we added some things to spread it out a little bit, but uh, but I, I still want to get back to that power eye and, 
and just keep 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 the basics the same, but slowly start adding some things to user speed. Can you tell us a little bit about the team coming back this year? You mentioned you have a big senior class. I mean, is, is that going to be the majority of guys you lean on? Are you going to have some young kids, maybe some sophomores, or who knows, maybe even freshmen or juniors that are going to have some big roles for you this year, whether it's offensively or defensively? Uh, we're, we are going to be very so, uh, senior heavy this year. Um, there will be a junior in Travis Corby who will get some playing time offense and defensively, but uh, for the most part, like I said, we have, we're returning eight seniors, so that's really, really exciting. When you look at this year's schedule, uh, the 2023-2024 schedule, what stands out to you about this upcoming uh, slate that you guys have to face? Well, right off the bat, Quinter. Um, I think they were ranked number fourth in their district. And then uh, Atwood. And then right in the middle of our district, we got Victoria. Yeah, it's, and of course, that's a, always a, a tough, sour note, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know, we're going to get good old-fashioned coaching, so it'll be fun. But, yeah, those are the ones that if we can get by those, I feel, I feel really confident in our, our team and our abilities to go pretty deep. How unique is it? to when you were in school, because I can remember this, when you were in school, how unique was it that now you're playing teams that, you know, you might have been playing in the semifinals uh, uh, or whatever it might have been, quarterfinals of the playoffs. Now you're facing them in the regular season, like your Victorias, your Thunder Ridges. It's amazing yeah. how the schedules change like that. Yeah. Um, it's a little nerve-wracking, but, uh, you know, you just got to go, go with the punches and do what you got to do and uh, the boys are not afraid of the schedule. Um, they they were looking at it the other day, and and they're really excited for it. So, and we don't have to make the long trip to Thunder Ridge this year. They have to come here. No, that's nice. That's nice. You don't have to fuel up the bus uh, as much. Yeah, so. <laughs> that, that'll be good. Uh, Kyle Gefeller, head coach of the uh, Wallace County Wildcats. Kyle, what'll be uh, I mean, how do you how would you measure success this year? Once again, if you take out the wins and the losses, how will you measure good success this year? Um, just team play, team attitude, just go out there and get everything they got. If, if I can look at them in the locker room after the game and I can see that they are physically exhausted and I knew they gave everything they got, that's all I ask. Well, we wish you and your team the best of luck here in year number two, Kyle. Thanks for stopping by the program and uh, we'll catch up hopefully in the regular season. Okay. Um, yep, sounds good. Thank you so much, Ross. Once again, Kyle Gefeller, head coach of the Wallace County Wildcats, going into his second season, had a great first year, uh, going 7-4, and four, looking to lead the Wildcats. Another great uh, great showing. Uh, Kyle Gefeller, one of the one of the all-time great Wildcat football players, in my, in my opinion, now leading the program there at Wallace County. All right, let's get to a timeout. When we come back, we'll dive into what happened last night on the Diamond. A interesting night, an exciting night for both the Royals and the Rockies, and a bad night for yours truly. We'll get to that all next here on the Morning Blitz. Are you getting all the discounts you're entitled to on your home and auto insurance? Multi-car, multi-policy, common loss deductible, remodel credits are just a few options available. Do you have a special circumstance requiring insurance coverage? We might be able to help with that also. Check with the girls at the insurance agency at 1020 Main Street in Goodland or call 785-899-5011. We offer coverage from several companies to best suit your insurance needs. Call or stop by and talk to Roxanne, Susan, or Judy for all your insurance needs. 
Phones nowadays can do practically anything, including feed you. And now, now they cannot. Well, that is if you download the McDonald's app. Use the McDonald's app to get deals on the food you love, including McCafes, soft drinks, fries, and so much more. Plus, keep up to date on what's trending at McDonald's with the latest promotions, events, new products, and specials. You can even order and pay from the app. So download it today and score from your local McDonald's at Burlington, Colby, Goodland, and Lamar. School time has returned, and that means plenty of activities and road time. Tackle this new school year with a new vehicle from Hurl Chevrolet GMC in Goodland, Kansas. Right now, you can get yourself a 2023 Chevy Equinox with 1.9% APR or $1,250 cash allowance. Or how about you get yourself a GMC Acadia with 1.9% APR. You can check out all the deals as well as see the complete new and used inventory online anytime at hurlchev.com. The Dell Technologies Back to School event is on with deals on top tech for class, hobbies, and more. Now when you buy, you support a cause. With every eligible purchase, Dell will donate to UNICEF in support of GIGA, a UNICEF ITU global initiative to connect schools across the globe to the Internet. Accidental damage protection included. Get rare deals on select laptops and desktops powered by the latest Intel Core processors. Save now at dell.com slash deals. UNICEF does not endorse any company, brand, product, or service. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. Final steps to be completed soon for the new hyperbaric oxygen therapy at Cheyenne County Hospital. This new HBO service will be in addition to the existing wound care clinic. HBO is a complementary therapy used to treat various conditions, including diabetic foot wounds. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy, safe and effective method of delivering oxygen to the body at a cellular level. Call the wound care clinic at the Cheyenne County Hospital. It's back to school time. Get ready to be the envy of the carpool with help from Vince's GM Center. Upgrade your ride with a new or pre-owned vehicle from Vince's GM Center. Visit us at 1847 Rose Avenue in Burlington or check out our inventory at vincesgmcenter.com. Don't need a new car just yet? Keep your vehicle running smoothly all school year long with our certified service department. Get ready for back to school with Vince's GM Center. Selling cars for years, making friends for life. Check this out. This is The Herd. You're excited. I'm excited. With Colin Cowherd. Kansas City pays Chris Jones, an elite defender up front, and then just goes cheap and young and fast on defense. The Steelers' worldview, more sacks. The Steelers have led the NFL in sacks for the last six years. Zero playoff wins. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 10 to 1 Mountain Time on AM 730, Fox Sports Tri-State. Want to be part of the Morning Blitz? Don't fight it. Tell me how you really feel. Send your thoughts to our text line at 785-899-2222. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. He got him with the sweeper. And the five-game losing streak gets swept right out of the ballpark. From a game-used action, get down. Hey! 
lost in the lights. Oh, How far Bobby will go. he go? Yes! Here he comes around third. Bobby Witt Jr. has an What a nutty night it was on the diamond for both the Royals and the Rockies. More on that in just a moment. Uh, by the way, if you want to be a winner from the Kansas Lottery, we have a few more Day of the Dead instant tickets to give away. Uh, once again, Day of the Dead, Kansas Lottery, instant scratch tickets if you'd like to be a winner. Right now, you can text in the word DEAD to 785-899-2222. Text the word DEAD to 785-899-2222, and you could be a winner from the Kansas Lottery. Uh Thank you to Kyle Gefeller uh, for hopping on the program and joining us, talking a little about Wallace County Wildcat football after a good season last year, looking to build upon that here in year number two. But on to the diamond. Nutty night last night, uh, both in Arizona, or sorry, in Colorado and in Kansas City. The Royals get off to a huge start. A three-run bomb by Salvador Perez to center field in the bottom of the first. Gives them a nice cushion. Then Bobby Witt Jr. in the bottom of the fifth gets himself a inside-the-park homer on a ball that was hit on a line drive out to right. The right fielder was right there, lost it in the lights, ducked out of the way, it rolled to the wall, and that was it. Bobby Witt Jr. and inside the parker. Kansas City would then walk, uh, the Mariners would walk in another run in the sixth, making it 5 nothing. They thinking, ah, it's, it's good. The, the Royals are good to go. No, in the eighth and the ninth, the... Mariners score four and then two, respectively, to tie the ball game up at six. Or sorry, to take a six to five lead. They come back and they take the lead in the ninth with two runs. But in the bottom of the ninth, the Mariners pitching, late pitching wasn't great. Bases get filled up. Salvador Perez with a sacrifice fly to center to tie the game. And then a great kind of suicide squeeze play with Blanco's sacrifice bunt. And uh, Taylor comes in to score. Sherrod Taylor comes in to score, and the Royals get the come from behind after leading by a lot victory, 7-6. Bobby Witt Jr., 4-5, three runs scored in RBI. He's hitting 277, slugging 492, an OBP of 318. Those numbers are not great, but where they were is a humongous step in the right direction. Bobby Witt Jr. is... slowly, slowly turning this corner, becoming what is a hopeful, great player, maybe becoming the the cornerstone foundational piece that the Royals hope that he's going to be. Bobby Wood Jr. is looking like that guy. Over the last, you know, three to four weeks, last month or so, he's really turned a corner and it started to look good. Now, he has such a horrible kind of sophomore slump that it's been, those numbers are going to be hard to overcome, but He's, he's looking a lot better, a lot, lot better, is Bobby Witt Jr. And he is looking like that cornerstone piece that they're going to be able to build around. They just need a little bit more, especially in the pitching department, and also uh, just more depth up and down the lineup. Brady Singer, by the way, another really good outing. Seven and a third, two hits, two runs, both earned, one walk, eight Ks. Good outing, once again, for Brady Singer. Looking like the number one starter that they need him to be. We'll see if that continues the rest of the year and into next season, but he's looked the part the last few starts. And then you go to Colorado, where there was a disgustingness, at least in the Volkmer household, after the Arizona Diamondbacks had a three-run lead after Christian Walker hit a homer to right that barely got out and led 4-1. to one. The Rockies came back, Ezekiel Tovar, homer in the bottom of the sixth, 
And then three singles in the bottom of the eighth gave the Rockies a 6-4 come-from-behind win after the Diamondbacks led pretty much all game until the bottom of the eighth when Colorado scored four runs. Heartbreaking. The, the, the Diamondbacks' bullpen is so atrocious, it's, it's not even funny. They're, they're terrible. Um, the Rockies... You know, got, really didn't really hit the ball good all night. Arizona did not, but the Rockies just didn't score runs until late, and they finally did get it done. Ezekiel Tovar, three for four, two runs scored in RBI. Another situation there where the Rockies have a guy that's young and coming up and is having a really good rookie year, and because of that, he could become that cornerstone piece. Now, once again, Tovar could have it down next year. The sophomore slump is always evitable. Um, and so Tobar could have a, a slump next year, but he's been really good this year. Can he continue it into next year and continue to build upon that? He's looking like a good cornerstone piece, really good. Brandon Rogers, by the way, back after missing most of the season, two for four with two RBIs yesterday uh, in that come-from-behind win. The bullpen, very good for the Rockies. Suter, Cook, and Lawrence, uh, no hits, uh, no runs, and Five strikeouts, no walks either. Didn't allow a base runner. After, uh, I think it's Chris, right? Yeah, Chris Flexen, the starter, uh, goes out there, works six innings, five hits, four runs, four earned, one walk, six Ks, gave up a homer. Uh, the bullpen was rock solid for the Rockies, who had a 6-4 win. By the way, those series continue. Arizona and Colorado tonight, 640 Mountain Time, Game 2. Uh, they're at Coors Field on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. As for the Royals on AM790 KXXX, they've got game two of four uh, against the Mariners, uh, which is going tonight. That's a 7-10 central time first pitch, which you can hear on, once again, AM790 KXXX. A three-run walk-off home run! A game-winning walk-off with a walk-off! His second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion, that baby's gone! Great story in the walk-off. So fantasy football and and fantasy sports as whole, you know, it's a great time. Love to do it. Have fun time with it. But you know, there's there's these great leagues that have great punishments for if you finish in last. You know, great prizes if you win, but the punishments are even better if you lose. And Giants baseball announcer Dave Fleming, who also you see him on the Big Twelve doing football and basketball throughout the year. Uh, He's the Giants baseball announcer. He lost in his fantasy football league, and last night he had to pay for finishing in dead last as he had to be the ball boy and the bat boy for the Giants last night. He was out getting the balls, picking it up, giving them to the umpire. He had to do that for the whole game. Now, it's not a bad. It's not like as bad as the tattoo league where the guys get to design the tattoo and you have to have it. I mean, that's horrible. But this is good, lighthearted fun. You usually the announcer now on the field having to deliver the balls to the umpire and be the plead the ball boy, wear the hat and the helmet and all that stuff. That's good fun right there. I like that. And Dave Fleming, that was funny to see that on the Giants telecast last night. Thank you, Dave, for a good chuckle last night as I was going to bed. Thanks to Kyle Gefeller and thanks to you for listening. We're back again tomorrow in 23 hours. We hope to see you then. It's been the Morning Blitz. See you then.